We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. There's so many different kinds of definitions when it comes to cuckolding. Most people think, okay, it's just a dude who wants to watch his girlfriend or wife fuck another dude. And (laughs) so we think about it as a kinky sexual act. And I'm out here causing all sorts of waves by by saying, actually, it's more than that. It's a different sensation when you're completely just filled up like they're spilling out of you i know i know i think for myself i mean most women would find that overwhelming painful and overwhelming but i must be physically able to handle it because i enjoy that almost overwhelming feeling there are some very unique challenges when it comes to finding partner for a committed loving relationship in this lifestyle Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I am Layla. I am so excited. It's a great Saturday, but also I have a returning guest. Venus is the full-time producer and host of the Venus Cuckolders podcast. Through her work, she emphasizes the beauty and complexity of cuckolding, the incredible worth of an adoring cuckold partner, and most importantly, she shows women that they really can have it all. Venus is also the founder of the Venus Connections, a -a one-of-a-kind private matchmaking service for singles who are looking for a loving cuckolding relationship or female-led relationship. Venus, welcome back to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I know. I feel like it's fun because I feel like back when I first started doing interviews, I had you on pretty soon during that phase. And that was several years ago. And I, I feel like I watched your show and you're growing. And like, I kind of feel like there's this group of podcasters that we've all been around for a while. We're all kind of coming up together. And I love that. Yeah. And even though we have kind of different emphasis and things that were, you know, kinks and things that we're really into, I just love the crossover. And I always love talking to you. If anybody didn't hear you the first time that you've been on the show, Could you give my listeners just a little bit about your background? Yeah, sure. So, oh, oh my God, we had so much fun together. If you haven't listened to that episode, you have to. It was so fun. I know. I'm going to try to, I'm going to make myself a note here. I'm going to link it in the show notes so that people can easily find it. But yeah, that was great. That was a great one too. Yeah. So, okay. So back in 2015, I met a guy on Tinder of all places and he told me that he was into this kind of one-sided open relationship. And I had experience with non-monogamy, but it was like both sides open. 
So I didn't understand the like the one sided part, but I was like, all right, cool. You don't want to fuck around, but okay, sure, whatever. And then he, we started he like really diving into the cuck fantasies and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, this is fucking like fascinating and like uh, thrilling. And I was hooked. I was so hooked. Like it was just, it was so exciting. And then I, yeah, began to really appreciate the one sided part where he was totally faithful and monogamous to me, but he loved the fact that I was having other encounters with other guys. And I would tell him all about it. I would send him pictures and videos and texts and everything like that. And this little fun little game of this kind of like teasing about, not really teasing, but like you just kind of like, you know, rubbing in his face a little bit, like, I'm going to go fuck this guy tomorrow night. Like, (laughs) it was so fun. And I had the best time. I was so, so, so hooked on this kind of relationship. And after that relationship ended, I started dating and um, started blogging because I was like, I never knew about this kind of relationship. Cuckolding. What the fuck is that? Hot wifing, cuckolding, whatever. I wouldn't, I was like, I had no idea. And so I'm like, there must be other women out there who don't know about this. So I started blogging and just kind of sharing my story, basically just my story of my experiences that was just really my own. I I didn't do any kind of like research. I wasn't reading other blogs. I wasn't listening to podcasts. I wasn't doing any of that. I was just sort of writing about what this was like for me. So that's how it all kind of started. And then in January of 2020 is when I I spontaneously just decided on the fly. I'm like, okay, I'm going to start a podcast. (laughs) And then it's been wild ever since then. It's been, this is year three and it's just been like incredible. In my little podcast about cuckolding is like so popular. I'm like, how? (laughs) Who are all these people listening? (laughs) I I know. I feel the same way. Do you ever feel like, do you ever check your downloads and you're like, who are these people? Like, <laughs> I, did, I know I did that yesterday. I'm like, that's a lot of people. <laughs> I, know. I know. I know. I am with you on that. I mean, I've been doing it seven years. And so I, I really feel like I've grown organically and people just kind of have caught on and they, some yeah. people catch it have been from the very beginning and then they, and then other people find it later on, but it's so interesting Again, I always feel so humbled and so appreciative that people actually take the time to listen to me and that they enjoy the show that I'm producing. But interesting fact about you is that when you started, you were anonymous like I am. Yes. And you have since come out of the closet. I'm just wondering, any regrets about that? Like, would you ever take it back? Like, are you glad you've done it? Because I'm just telling you, I'm always on the verge of wanting to do it, you know, and it's been seven years. And so I, I want to know, tell me, give me the, give me the, like the good, the bad, the ugly. Like, what do you, what do you think about it now that you've done it? Such a great question. Yeah. So I was, I had my, my face veiled for the longest time and most people assumed it was because I didn't want people to know that I'm into this kind of thing, this cuckolding thing. When that's not the case at all. <laughs> I have no shame. I mean, my friends and family, they're well aware that I'm into some outside of the box kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, so alternative. That was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was not, that wasn't really not it. It was 
uh, this thing that us women have to worry about, which is our safety. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure you've come across it. There Absolutely. are some really, really terrifying individuals out there who, when you are a woman, you speak openly about sexuality, empowerment, and all of those things. You automatically put a, a target on your forehead. It sucks. And this is not, this doesn't necessarily happen. <laughs> to my male podcast fellow podcasters out there. But this is something for us that we have to deal with that we normally just deal with in silence. You know, oh fuck, I've got I'm dealing with a stalker. I'm dealing with this guy who's fucking harassing me again. Like this kind of shit, you know, this kind of I'm scared to actually say no to this person because I don't know if he's gonna go psycho on me. Like this kind of thing. This is normalized for us as females, but like I was like, you know what? I don't want to deal with that anymore. So I, <laughs> this is what happened. This thought came in my head. Okay, why don't you just unveil yourself? And I was like, oh God, no. But then I, it just, it, it kind of lingered in there. And I was like, well, maybe I should. Maybe, like you were kind of thinking about it, right? Like maybe I should. So I took a long time to think about it. I spoke to a bunch of women in the lifestyle who have put their face out there, who and I wanted to, same question as you, I wanted to know what's it been like? Like, tell me for real, what's it been like? Has it been scary? Like, <laughs> you know, and so I asked them and they were, it was surprising. They said, there's basically not a lot that's happened. And I was like, okay, maybe my fears are exaggerated. I don't know. <laughs> so I decided I was going to unveil myself and I was really nervous leading up to it. But when I did it, I did it on a live Pillow Talk event and I said, okay, here's me. But what I need is for all of the guys out there who consume this thing that is the product that I put out there where I talk about cuckolding, you consume so much of it, you love it, this is the, you know, you get so much from it. All I'm asking from you back is that you protect the women, myself and all of the rest of them yourself included, who are out there so that we don't have to suffer in silence. I don't want this kind of passive like, oh, well, you know, I hope you get through it. And like, I hope, you know, I hope you deal, I hope you deal with that stalker. And I'm like, no, I actually want an army of people who will fucking help out, literally help. I don't care if you got tech skills. And I had like one guy who was like, I'm going to monitor the the bowels of Reddit and see if your name ever comes up there and there's something happening or whatever. And I was like, that's exactly what I'm talking about. That I want amazing. proactive yeah. shit, you know, like keep us safe. And so it's been great. I have no regrets. It's been wonderful. Ever since the moment when I did it, I just felt like, okay, weight off my shoulders. And it's been awesome. I can't say anything bad about it. Well, I think I saw, you know, when you first did it and, and then you were, I saw some of your posts, your public facing posts when you first came out and obviously I already knew we'd already talked before and things like that. But honestly, I felt so proud of you. Oh. Like I really did. Like I was just like, and I just want to tell everybody if they've never seen you, you guys, Venus is just stunningly gorgeous. I am like, why was she even hiding that pretty away? Don't waste that pretty. And <laughs> so I'm just, I'm, I want you to know, like, I'm really proud of you. And I've been watching it closely because I'm like, 
okay, you know, like maybe I can do that too. And I would like to, I just, I guess maybe I'm a little scaredy. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of, you know, for a lot of the things that you said, I mean, I don't, I don't know that I think it's hard for, for men to really understand, you know, all the things that women sort of go through and the struggles that we have with our, with sexuality in general and how they don't have to worry about being slut shamed or, you know, this kind of stuff. If it was a man coming out, it's like, you know, you kind of feel like he's going to get the high fives and the attaboys and not be excluded from regular things in life that maybe he's a private member of a certain club or things like that. But where I feel like women really kind of will get the brunt of it. So it's always something I'm thinking about, but I just wanted you to know, like personally, like I watched you, I watched you grow and I'm just proud of you. And I'm happy to have you back because I really want to dig into cuckolding because I had to come up where, you know, somebody wanted to do this with me. And it happened in the beginning when I first started all this. And I actually didn't understand what it was all about. And I didn't grasp the whole concept, but as I've been doing all this year after year after year, and I've gotten more into kinks and I understand the power dynamics and, you know, more about consent and just how deep and wide all of this stuff can go and how fascinating it is. I really just find this really interesting, but fascinating because of, I feel like it's very bonding and that takes a lot of honesty and great communication with your partner, which I'm all about. But for some people who like, let's say they were back where I was at the seven years ago and, and I did not know shit about this. What is cuckolding? And, <laughs> great and also I want to know what it isn't yeah. because I feel like every time we get into these gray zones or things that are sort of in the shadows a little bit, there's so much misconception about it. So I really today want to kind of blow the doors off that. Yeah. Okay. So there's so many different kinds of definitions when it comes to cuckolding. Most people think, okay, it's just a dude who wants to watch his girlfriend or wife fuck another dude. And (laughs) so we think about it as a kinky sexual act. And I'm out here causing all sorts of waves by <laughs> by saying, actually, it's more than that. <laughs> so I'm out here saying, hey, there, this is a one-sided open relationship. This really, to me, is a, a form of non-monogamy. It's a one-sided open relationship. She gets to have these sexual encounters with another man while she's in her relationship with uh, her partner. and that's like a gift that she's given really that us women, we don't get often. And really it's a gift. And in return, what she does is she involves her boyfriend or husband in some way. Now I'm saying gender terms, but there's gay cuckolding is a big thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Right. We, yes. Normally we're talking in sort of like, I guess what we call it heteronormative language. And that's only because I think we're both heterosexual, but let's hope everybody, you know, we're open to however this lands, whatever your dynamic is, somebody is going to be the one who is the cuck. And then someone is going to be the one who's out there getting to experience this one-sided where I get to be non-monogamous and you're okay with that. Yeah. 
Yeah. So she involves him in some way. That's the fun game part for me. <laughs> That's why I'm like, I don't give a fuck if he's watching. There's so much more fun shit that you can do than that. That's so limiting, the watching part. And so what I think the basis of this is, is a relationship. This is built on love. This is built on trust. And, and without that, it's just a lot of voyeur stuff, I think. I don't know. <laughs> role play for your fun little kinky session to do on the weekend or something like that. But yeah, so this is built on a real loving relationship. And you're right, it's very bonding. It creates this like next level love, trust and connection that I was not prepared for. I didn't know that that would happen. It's pretty fascinating. So cuckolding really is love. That's what I've, you know, there's a hashtag out there, cuckolding is love. And people hear that a lot. And I think that it goes a long way to kind of counteract. And you were talking, you asked about like, what is it not? I think that it provides some balanced <laughs> messaging when it comes to the Findom arena out there, which is loud as fuck. And I'm Findom for those of you listening who don't know what that is, financial domination. That's like... um a livelihood for a lot of people out there. And so this is, they really kind of try to tweak it to whatever is going to create the most money for them. And really grasping onto the whole cucks are piece of shit. They're worthless. They're doormats. They're, you know, less than a man, all of this stuff, that messaging that they put out there works for the guys who really liked all of that humiliation, but it's loud as fuck out there. And I'm, so I'm over here kind of like, kind of just trying to create some balance. Actually, this is about love. This is about real relationships. This is about trust, huge trust. This is about communication that's fucking varsity level communication, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't do it without that. You cannot do it without that, like you said, varsity level communication and trust. And I found that through my just travels into kink and BDSM and various dynamics is that I feel like the least communicative is vanilla. And which yeah. seems odd, right? Because we put that on a pedestal. And then I feel like then there's all of us sort of, you know, I'll say generically under one umbrella, you know, because there's different parts of it, but like all of us kinksters who are not, we don't consider ourselves vanilla, we're something else, but we really have to communicate and have a lot of trust and understanding and consent. And all of this stuff is highlighted and on point. And it's really interesting to me, the juxtaposition of a vanilla relationship that the world puts on a pedestal, but that fails so much because I feel like there's no emphasis. You, It doesn't demand that you communicate really, really fucking well. Yeah. I don't know if you share that point of view, but it's I just something do. I've sort of noticed <laughs> along the way. I'm like, what the fuck are like all these vanilla people doing? What are they defend? Like, they're so proud and they're defending it. There's nothing wrong with it. But I'm saying like, when they turn to say, a certain lifestyle is bad. I'm like, well, but we're, we have mutual trust, respect, commitment, consent, love. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. 
Play it now with Game Pass. And the research backs that up. There is research out there that does show that cuckolding is actually can be healthy and good for a relationship. It does actually improve relationships in areas like that. Communication, trust, bonding, connection, all of those kinds of things. And there's, I just found this out not that long ago. Dr. Justin Lee Miller, author of the book, uh, Tell Me What You Want, was on my show. And he was talking about his research that he did about cuckolding. And he was saying that contrary to what people think when they use, you know, people use this word cuck as a slur, like it's supposed to be, you know, you're here, you're a piece of shit. Like you're, I, I, that's, that's, you know what? <laughs> Venus, I want to, I want to point that out really fast. I hear cuck used. It's like, used like, like you're a little bitch. You're a cuck. It's used in a derogatory negative way. And it's funny because like the research, it shows that men who have cuckolding fantasies actually have higher levels of self-esteem. They have higher levels of self-confidence than regular average people. And so he he just laughed and he was like, you know, the people throwing that cuckslur out there, probably the ones who have low self-esteem and low self-confidence. So it's interesting. Oh, ab- absolutely. Like I said, the only time I've ever used it or not, I'm sorry, heard it used, or someone slides it in the conversation, it's sort of in a derogatory way, you know? And I'm like, no, I mean, I agree. Like that person has, in order to be a cuck, you know, from my point of view, and and you're going to be able to expand on this much better than I can, but just, this is somebody that's like solid with themselves. They know what they want. They're willing to communicate about it. And you know, they want a mutually satisfying relationship with their partner and they can communicate what their needs and wants are. And that's, I think, what's lacking in most relationships is that ability to communicate where you're coming from. Yeah. Well, let me say for all the single women who are listening, let me just tell you, okay, for for one, this kind of relationship exists. Yes, you can have it. He's going to be faithful to you. You can still go out and have all your fun. You literally can have your cake and eat it too. Like it is like that. But with this kind of relationship, cucks make the best partners. They really do. Because they, like you said, they have to be mentally strong. They have to be. They have to be secure in knowing that, okay, you're going to come home to him. Your relationship has to be solid. He's got to be that like solid partner and, you know, very communicative. And when I talk about communication, I'm talking about just even just analyzing what's going on in their own being and being able to communicate all of those things. So it's not just about talking. It's about analyzing how they feel and stuff. Because when you're a cuck, they feel all sorts of things. I I call it cuck angst. It is like this like emotional dance between like fucking comfortable and uncomfortable and excited and nervous. And I think I might throw up, but I'm so fucking horny. And (laughs) I know. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yes. I know. All that exactly all that swirled in into one. So you're kind of this is great for my next question because I want to know, just tell me from your experience, what are some of the most common misunderstandings about this dynamic? Yeah. So number one is that cucks are weak. 
and okay, no, there's a whole bunch at number one. Okay, so <laughs> they're they're probably all equal. <laughs> Let's just throw them out there. <laughs> there is so many uh, misunderstandings, but the number one I think is that the cuck is sexually denied, and in my experience, talking with so many couples. That is just not the case. I mean, you, most couples have a healthy, robust sex life. This is just a fucking adding on to that kind of thing. And also, this includes being mean and degradation. Those are You're two right. things most women are like, no, count me out. I don't want to have to do. I, that's not cool to me. I don't want to do that to my partner. And let me just tell you that this is not what that is about. This is about getting to know your partner and what turns them on. And so if being teased about, lovingly teased is about, is what turns them on, then that's something that you as a partner who loves them should learn about, I think. That's fair. Just like they're learning about your own sexuality, you're learning about theirs. And so it completely dependent on what turns you both on. This is unique to each couple. There is no stereotype. So there's a lot of people out there just assume, okay, this is mean, this is hurtful, he's going to be degraded and everything like that. And it's like, no, okay, it's not like that. There's a huge spectrum of when it comes to cuckolding, a huge spectrum. Unfortunately, what you see online is one extreme end and we're missing everything else. So that's unfortunate. I know. So just to give everybody a point of reference, what they're seeing online out there, the memes, all that stuff, what percentage of cuckolding does that actually represent, do you believe? Well, first of all, let me tell you what you see online is content that's made by men for men. And so I just want to point that out okay? <laughs> because it's interesting because this is about the, if you think about it that way, this is about the male fantasy. This is about the male desire. We don't have female cuckolding desire represented online, I don't think. And definitely we're not exposed to it like men are. So this, what you see online is probably the most extreme kind of male fantasy of like, I'm permanently sexually denied, no longer have PIV sex with my partner. She is out every day fucking other dudes who are like amazing. And like she comes 15 times every time she has sex with him and like <laughs> all this unrealistic shit. But like and I then said, she comes home and just makes him feel like a piece of crap. And he's yes. just so happy to be degraded in that way. <laughs> yeah. And that like, yeah, it's pretty extreme what you see on there online. And the, it even it delves into like more of the BDSM kink stuff where you get a lot of like sissification stuff, which can add, and you see a lot of that online. And that's just a small segment, I think, of what people practice on that big spectrum. And yet when people see that, they're like, oh, like, that's weird. Why is he wearing women's panties? Right, right, right. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, there's, gosh, it's really people's sexual desires and what turns them on. It's so vast and diverse. And anybody that's on, I would say that anybody that's on that extreme end that, that enjoys what we just mentioned there, there's a, nothing wrong with that. As, again, as long as there's this equal power dynamic, there's agreement, consent between two partners and people about what you're setting out to accomplish. I mean, I don't, you know, as long as that happens, 
I don't have a thing to say about it. But what I do know and what I have seen, and I know what you're probably advocating as well, is just that, hey, there's that's kind of the, it's really not what it's about. That shouldn't be the poster board for this lifestyle, really. Right, right. <laughs> and so that, and so hopefully, you know, that's why I like you having you on because I want to, you know, we want to get to what, what this is really about and what it can be so that people aren't just instantly turned off by it because a man's like, well, yes, it would be hot. But I don't need to be, I don't want to be degraded. And I, and if my dick's not small, then, you know, like there's all, yeah. right. There's all these little offshoots, you know, it's not about having a certain penis size one way or the other. It doesn't mean, you know, I mean, I can say that there's guys that I've been with, you know, like <laughs> my submissive who has a wonderfully large penis, but he just loves to be, he loves to wear his cock cage and he loves to be denied. And yeah. That was my first cock boyfriend. He was so big, and I'm a size queen, so I'm like, when I, I say a guy is big, <laughs> can I tell you, penis? I have over the years, I've tried to deny, like I'm not a size queen, <laughs> but you know what? When you see a big one, there is no doubt. You're like, I want. What, what does that feel like? Can I fit that in? <laughs> like I know you. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Because it's a different sensation when you're completely just filled up. Like they're spilling out of you. They're so big. Like that is fun. I know. I know. I think for myself, I mean, most women would find that overwhelming, painful and overwhelming, but I must be physically able to handle it because I enjoy that almost overwhelming feeling. I enjoy that feeling of like the stretch and the like yeah, you, this guy's rearranging everything inside He's me. And me like, out <laughs> in you. It's like yes, like how, like where you feel like you almost do. You feel like you've got to do some Lamaze breathing to get it in. Yes. Like, like, okay. <laughs> yes, and it is like that. I've had it where it's almost taken my breath away. Where I'm just like, oh my god, I, like oh it's oh. That's what I mean by like overwhelming. But I really enjoy it. <laughs> I know. I know. No, I'm. I'm with you. I feel like. I don't want it all the time because I don't know if I'd want that in a regular partner, like all the time. Cause I did have one partner one time that was like super big and I was always like secretly worried about getting stretched out. Now that was a long time ago. I'm like, I understand now that you don't really, that doesn't really happen, but still it's like, Oh, it's like this fun little treat, you know, like he's so big. <laughs> <laughs> now I get to delve in and enjoy this. So we kind of talked about some of the, we talked about some of the misunderstandings about this. What do you suggest? So a man looking for a cuckoldress, like where can he find her? What are the steps? What should he be looking for? What should he avoid? You know, I really want to, I guess I want to be lay out some groundwork for if somebody's looking how to kind of qualify a good partner, a good potential partner. And what would be some red flags? Like, this is good and this is not. Yeah. So traditionally, cuckolding is born within an already uh, established couple. This whole idea of beginning a cuckolding relationship uh, right from the start is a new concept. I mean, cuckolding has been around forever and ever and ever, but it's this is a new thing that's happening. 
And within couples, it's usually the guy who's bringing it up to the wife. I, so incredibly rare for the woman to bring it up, probably because she doesn't know it exists. <laughs> Otherwise, she would be. <laughs> but it's usually him bringing it up to her and he does it in the wrong way. <laughs> he's usually like, oh, I just want to see you fuck some other dudes. And he's so nervous about saying it and he just blurts it out. And then she's taken. She's shocked. She's like, what? are you talking about? Most women are like, is this your way of trying to sleep with other women? That's their first thought. And then they're like, but why? Like, I don't understand why you want me to sleep with another woman. So I tell guys like, don't do that. If you're going to bring this up to your wife, you need to actually sell it to her. Like what's in it for her other than sex? Because let's face it, we can fuck whenever we want. Like it's not like we own the keys to the sex closet. We do. It's not like we have to go out there and fucking find it. Like no, right. <laughs> so that's not the carrot on the on, on the end of the stick that men assume it is for us. It really is not. And let's face it, sex with strangers is a fucking scary thing for us. Then that that's another thing they don't consider. But this is the interesting thing. Through my matchmaking service, I was able to survey the single women who are looking for this kind of relationship. And this is unique information. Nobody knows this stuff. And I asked them two questions. The first was, what was it about this kind of relationship that drew you in in the beginning? What, what was the hook? And the second question was, now that you have some experience with it, what do you love and appreciate about it now? So in the beginning, the first thing that attracts women to this is the one-sided open part where they're like, oh yeah, that sounds good. I can have my right. husband. He's not going to sleep with other women, but I get to go and do all this fun stuff. Like, fuck yes, that sounds fun. <laughs> but some of the things, and this is important because these are selling points um, when we talk about like, you know, getting more women interested into this kind of relationship these are the things that we don't realize are benefits for women. The things that they loved now that they know more about it are still the one-sided open part. But what they didn't understand is, and now that they appreciate, is that next level love, trust, and communication. Same with me. Caught me off guard. I didn't realize that was going to happen, right? Me too. Yeah. And you're, yeah. and you're just like stunned. Like, holy fuck, what is this amazing thing I found? Like, <laughs> I, I've never, I know. It's where you go, I've never been this deeply connected to yes. anybody ever. Like it is a whole nother level. Now, when, and I just want to say too, for the record, when it goes sideways and if you break up, it fucks you up like no, nothing other than other else can do. It's very hard to get over. Yeah. But, but um, <laughs> don't I know? But, it, but it's, I know, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But it's so powerful. This, yeah. like, and I'm not, I don't even care how you get there with someone else, whatever kink style you undertake but it just it's sort of like generically because you're gonna partake in something new it drives this need and necessity for really honest straightforward dialogue and when you do that and then when you go out and you have this you share something so intimate with somebody the bond it creates is unbelievable and it rocks your world. It really does. I know. I felt like I was high. Like I was like, I was high for days. I was like, what is this? I was like, is this what cloud nine is? Because it feels like that. I don't know. But that it's an unexpected benefit for women 
when it comes to this kind of relationship. And then the other thing that they didn't realize that they love about this kind of relationship is that this really is about putting a, her sexuality on a pedestal. This is really about what I call celebrating her sexuality. This is about being him being your biggest fucking cheerleader when it comes to your sexuality. And like I said before, this is not something that we normally get. This is not the treatment that we normally have the privilege of having. So these are two really great things that selling points that we need to make sure women understand. So if a guy is talking to a woman about this kind of thing, maybe shelve the fantasy part and actually stress the empowerment part and the benefit on your relationship part. That's good advice. I hope you guys are listening. I hope you're taking notes. <laughs> I hope they are too. No, I'm, I am. I'm like, oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually like, holy gosh, she's like, this, you're, you're throwing out so much good stuff. I'm like, wait a minute. Am I, was I, was I going to ask about this later? I don't even know. I'm just like so drawn in. I, cause I agree with you so much. So when a woman's looking to qualify like a good potential cuckold, First of all, how can she find one? I, I feel like it's hard for people who want to have this type of dynamic to connect and find each other. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I might be. I just, I feel like I don't see the resources out there very much. And I feel like that's why there's so much misinformation around it, because you can't find a good, healthy way to connect. Yes, there are some very unique challenges when it comes to finding partner for a committed, loving relationship in this lifestyle. Unique fucking roadblocks. And I found, I've learned this by, unfortunately, from experience. <laughs> and that's why over the years, I just got so frustrated. I was like, oh my God, I, I can't do this anymore. I took a long break. And then I just got so fucking mad one day that I was like, you know what? I'm just going to make this fucking matchmaking service. I did not want to. I wanted someone else to do it. I was like, not, this was not something I set out to do. <laughs> but I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. And so, and it was so fucking needed because there's a lot of guys out there who are just horny on a fucking weekend porn vendor and they want to use you as someone to talk this fantasy with and they will waste your fucking life away by doing this. <laughs> And there's married guys out there pretending to be single just so that they can do the same thing. Just you're a wank service, basically. And, <laughs> and when it when it comes when it comes to meeting in person, they are not gonna show up. You're gonna get ghosted in this dating arena over and over and over again. And the guys are chronically doing this and they don't even realize that they're all doing this. And so it makes dating fucking awful, awful. And so I, with this matchmaking service that I have, I'm like, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to put up with shit. Like I'm not going to put up with fucking any garbage, like yeah, nothing. Yeah. So, I love it. <laughs> so first of all, I make people pay. <laughs> so you got to yeah. pay. You have to right. buy a membership. And then I actually make everybody do a three week course. Like you have to learn about this shit. Like you, everyone needs to be on the same page. And then after that, they have to actually have an interview with me. And I will tell you, at least a third of the guys do not show up for their interview and they get removed from the program. And I'm okay with that. It just means that they're not, they shouldn't be in there. They're not ready. 
And so the guys who make it through the program are actually ready and willing to like go through with this. And they're good candidates. They're good quality gentlemen. And so for the women in the program, and by the way, there's huge fucking gender imbalance. There's like a gazillion guys looking for this kind of relationship. And there's like a few women. <laughs> so the ladies, they've got it good. <laughs> well, I know. Well, I, I feel like we kind of do. I feel like we do have an advantage just overall, you know, dating because men generally are thirstier than women. However, I want to go back over a few things that you said, because it's universal. I'm just now, you know, I've been doing this seven years and I just did an episode a few, I don't, I don't know where this is going to air to where the episode came out, but currently as we stand, it was this week where I just said, I'm fucking burnt out. I am tired of, I need a break from people. It's just that my energy going out, going yeah. out, going yeah. out, going out with all these guys. And I'm starting to feel like it's getting a little one-sided because I naturally always care about my partners and what's in it for them. And I want to make sure that we're all on the same page. And sometimes what I'm unfortunately running across are just, it's like, it's just like guys that are like, yeah, I just want, this is just a fantasy to me. And I want to get off by it, whatever the modem is, whether it's, you know, BDSM, cuckolding, casual, hookup, whatever dynamic we're into. I mean, I'm, I'm into a lot of different stuff, but you know, sometimes you just feel like it is very one-sided and you're like, I can't fucking do it right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I've hit that wall and I'm just, I know like I'll dial it back for a bit and then I'll come back. But it's, it does get I believe, and tell me what your thoughts are on this. I believe that what, you know, women, we still have our, even though like if you're cuckolding, you're kind of in a bit of a leadership role as a, as a female, but our natural state is to be cared for and protected. And so for me, balancing that is, you know, I'm like, wow, where do I land? If I'm doing this and I'm kind of the leader, but I still need my reassurance and all that you know, how do you marry those two worlds together? And right now I'm sort of hit a point where I'm just, maybe I'm not picking well or whatever. I'll take the blame, but I'm, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but I got to fucking dial it back because I'm burnt and I'm just so sick of these ding dongs right now. And, and I'm getting kind of mean. <laughs> you know? yeah. I know. I know exactly how you feel. I really do. It's so mentally exhausting to be putting so much time and effort into something. I have found that within this dating arena that it's a very hyper-sexualized approach by the gentleman. And they just, they need that education to know that that's not what we are looking for. You talked about the nurturing versus leadership part, you know, and how they kind of contradict each other. This is the part that I think, and this is why I get people to do the education program. This, people need to be reminded that this is about building a real relationship. And that includes all of those things that, you know, nurturing, that loving, that caring for everything that you would find in a vanilla fucking relationship. All of that has to be built first. And then you guys can start to build this beautiful fucking kinky ass sex life after that, but there's a process to it. You can't approach women with this hypersexualized, like, 
oh, what would you do to me if I was, you know, this, that, and what, you know, uh, like it, you just have to dial it back, shelve that shit. It's hard as fuck, but <laughs> they have to, because this is the hardest part. They're so focused on like the fantasy part that they forget that there's this, all this other stuff. Traditionally, the other barrier in this dating arena is privacy, discretion. Guys are so scared to put themselves out there. And I get that. It's, they'd be so embarrassed. They, to them, the world would end if anyone knew that they were into this, right? I get it. But when you're trying to get to know somebody regarding like dating, how the fuck do you move along if the, you know nothing about him? He won't tell you anything about him. You don't get a picture. Nothing. Like All you know is his fantasy. You're like, what is this? How do I move past this? That's why in the Venus Connections program, I made it completely private. Nobody knows who else is in the program. You don't scroll through profiles. I basically do all the work for the ladies in the program. I do all the matching. And then all they have to do is show up for their date. <laughs> How lovely is that? <laughs> I think I need to hire you. <laughs> can, you just, can you just be my screener? Like, seriously, because part of the thing is, right, you know, you know, Venus, you know how time consuming this is for women because we have so many options. And I try to politely explain this to the guys. It's like my fucking inbox is blown up. <laughs> And I'm not patting myself on the back. That is just, I know all women have this problem that the ratio of men, you know, that are looking versus women available, it's probably 10 to one. And I think it's might be even a little bit higher. So, you know, like I can get on an app and I'll have 1500 people that like want to connect with me, you know, guys that want to connect. And it's just like, and I'm not saying, you know, I think they probably just look at your one picture and go, okay, yes. Like until you, until you say, yeah, I want to talk to you too, but it's overwhelming. And we're, it's so hard to separate the wheat from the chaff. You know, the, the, I just got a couple dick pics this week and one, <laughs> one right before I got on this. And I actually said to him, you know, he's a younger guy. And I said, cause I told him no. And then he he kept chatting me up and dick pics me. And I was just like, and I said, this is exactly why I don't care to mess around with 20 year olds because of this shit. I said, why don't you send that picture to your mother and ask her if she's proud of the man that she turned out into the world. And if you're doing stuff that you know, you wouldn't be proud of, or you'd want to hide, maybe, you know, like when you're interacting with a woman trying to get her interested, maybe you should just, like you said, shelve that shit. Dick pics are for later. I will want dick pics when I have carnal knowledge of your penis. And you will not ask before. for it. You will ask, and I ask for, it. for it. I'm not shy. Have you listened to me? Hello? <laughs> well, the great thing about the Venus Connections program as well is that the the, all the, the dates are virtual, so it's safe and you don't have to worry about like dedicating your entire you know evening to somebody. But the first dates are only 30 minutes. That's it. 30 minutes. So oh, that's nice. That's, you put a time. Like, is there, it ends is at 30 timer? minutes. Yeah, it ends at 30 minutes. You say your goodbyes. There's no sharing contact information. It's literally just... And it's funny because the women love that format and the guys complain about it all the time. They're like, it's not long enough for me to get to know her. I'm like, as women, that's all we need. I need to know, you know, a little bit about your personality, a few questions about you. Am I attracted to you? That's what I need to know before I invest any time in getting to know you. 
And so I, I, I just love it. <laughs> well, I, I know that, see, I know, I know that, that I do the same thing just for myself, kind of per, like I follow a similar format. It's, we can go off the app and I'll give you a burner number or we'll connect on a, you know, a zoom call or some, you know, something like that so that we can establish very before we even waste time getting in our cars to meet each other for coffee or whatever, that there's chemistry there and a connection, you know, and do we want to move it forward? And there's no pressure because either person, either party, you know, can say, no, I'm not interested or, you know, it's just a nice way to verify. And because as a woman, right, we want to know we're talking, we're not being catfish. We're talking to the right person. I'm also willing to give the same, the same back, right? You can see me talk to me, you know, that, that that's the person in the pictures, all that good stuff. And, you know, we can just talk about what kind of what we're looking for generically. And then if there's chemistry, then we can have a live coffee date that doesn't, I, or, or drink or appetizer or whatever. But I always emphasis on that. There's no potential for, you know, I don't want the pressure of we're going to have sex right away, or we're, you know, like we're going to go grab some guy and I'll let you watch, you know, it's (laughs) like, let's just, then we meet. And once after that, then, then we kind of figure out how we're going to, like, how do we want to move this forward if it's, if it's still clicking, but guys kind of sometimes are impatient with that. I found. Oftentimes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And okay. So I want to know, now I want to jump in. I'm going to get a little more personal with you. Because I know you have like the juicy stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And I like juicy stuff. But so break down for me, like what this dynamic is like for you. And why do you love it so much? And how you kind of keep your cuckold relationship healthy. Uh, Well, right now I'm single. (laughs) (laughs) But it's interesting because, yes, I, I had it. I loved it. And I feel like I need that forever. But. Finding it has been difficult, so it's been kind of, kind of shitty in that way. But knowing what it's like, knowing the potential of what it it can be, is is what keeps me going. But I personally love cucks so much. I have like such a a big part of my heart for them. It hurts me that so many of them feel this kind of shame about their desires. That is so sad to me. So I I just, I love and care about cucks so much. I think, like I said before, they make the best partners. They're just amazing people. But for me, the, what I love so much about this kind of relationship is that little game that you're playing together. I don't know how you are, but for me, I feed off my partner when they're turned on. And so when I say this little thing about maybe size or <laughs> like something, and you see him just melt it, that look in his eyes where he's just like, oh my God. Oh, that's so hot. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> well, I haven't had a lot. Okay. So I haven't had a lot of experience with, with guys in this genre, but uh, the ones that I have, they all are like, they all, they all hope they've said, I mean, if you, when you see another guy, like, I mean, I want him to be big. I mean, bigger than me, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, like that the, the, they all sort of find a way to emphasize that. Like, they do love that aspect of it, like that he's bigger. You know, well, they just like, they want something different for you. They want a different experience other than them, right? So yeah, I understand yeah. that. 
Yeah, no. And I, I find that fascinating, but you know, what's interesting is I have found the same thing too. You know, a lot of cucks will listen to my show and they'll reach out to me and leave me voicemails. And there's some of the sweetest, kindest, most considerate people. And they're telling me how hard it is for them to find someone in this dynamic. And I'm like, that is so awful. I mean, my heart goes out to them. I always tell them, do you know, do you listen to Venus? You know, like you gotta go, you know, she's, this is her lane. Like, you know, I can't, I feel like I can sort of give you my two cents, but she can really advise you because this is her, this is her wheelhouse, you know? But I agree with you. It's like, I feel like it's hard for these guys to, to find this. And I, I feel bad. Like, I mean, my heart, you know, I really want the best for them because like you said, they're really some of the, what I can see to be just most amazing men and their bandwidth for like wanting the best for their partner is incredible actually, that it ends up molding itself into that. And it, it is hard to sort of get your mind around. It's like, wait a minute. I mean, I can go and do all this and like, fuck these other guys <laughs> and you're happy about it. Like yeah. <laughs> you want to help me get ready for my date. You want to, you know, like you want to, you want to screen the guy. You want to pick him out. You know, you're like, then you want me to just like tease you and wreck you with all the details. If that's what you want, you know, like that, like you, then you get to tell me like how you want it. You want me to sort of rub it in? Cause everybody's different with what they like and want, you know? And yeah. it just, I'm very, it's, it's kind of humbling, you know, in a way to have, and that to be given all that power and responsibility yes. and it is a gift. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? It is true that there's like, there's so many guys looking at single guys looking for this. There's so few women and I've spent so long trying to figure out why. And yeah, I was like, why? there are women just don't know about it. And I realized this recently because like I get guys who they email me their frustrations about it. Like, why am I not finding somebody? Why is this so difficult? And I'm like, okay, if it's because women don't know about it, let's talk about why, you know? And I'm like, women, when you go on Tinder or whatever right now, around 30% of the guy's profiles mention non-monogamy, E&M, C&M, poly, whatever. It's not weird. It's not strange. People are putting it out there as a preference and it's normalized. Okay. So that's okay. Non-monogamy is normalized when it comes to dating. But would a guy put anything about this kind of relationship on his profile? Never. Like <laughs> they're, like I said, scared shitless of the, the loaded word cuck and everything and all the judgment that goes around it. I get that. But I'm like, I've been talking about this to women for seven, eight years now. I'm like, I'm literally doing everything I can to put my voice out there. I'm doing everything. And then I flip it around to them. And I said, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I, I tell them, you're part of the problem. If you're keeping this kind of relationship invisible to women, because it is, it's invisible. Where are they going? They don't see it when they go on dating sites, Right they don't see it. So it's invisible. <laughs> no. And, and what they will see though, I want to interject what you do see. Like if you Google this, like on Pornhub, oh, it God. is the worst representation. Yeah. I think that you, I mean, it's almost funny. There's like one guy that, uh, that does the cuck holding porn. You know who I'm talking about? 
Oh, I don't even watch it. <laughs> well, there's like this one main guy. He always pops up. It's like, that's his thing. Like he carved out a name for himself with doing the cuckold stuff. But it's always like, they make him seem just really weak and emasculated and, you know, like he's being made fun of and in a way, you know, and the truth is, I think anybody that does this, really, whether you're a man or a woman, the strength and kind of depth of character that you have that you have to have in order to do this, I don't even quite frankly understand all the levels of it because it's really, I mean, you you really got to know who you are, in my opinion, to allow your partner to be out there because reverse those roles. Like, I mean, when I think about it, every time it's like, for someone I really love, I mean, I, I will say like, I don't think I'm down with that. You know, I don't really know. I don't know how this, how parts of it I could see would be erotic. You know, yeah, I, I can understand. I can get my head around it, but I don't know that I'm personally strong enough. I feel like my insecurities would pop up. Yeah. It takes a lot. It really, really does. Yeah. And so the guys that do this, holy, I mean, like, yeah. Those are really like people say that's not manly. I'm like, no, that is manly. Exactly. Exactly. Man, right? Next level. I mean, my friend Crystal says cucks are an evolved species. They really fucking are. (laughs) But if guys were to put it more out there in in a a very simple non-monogamy framed way, I think a lot of more women would be open to at least being curious to learn about this. So what I tell guys. And I hope all the guys who are listening right now are going to fucking write this shit down, okay? Because yeah. this is yeah, this is what you need to write on your profile yes. if you are looking for a woman who wants this kind of relationship, okay? What you need to write is, I am interested in a one-sided open relationship where you get to have all this extra fun and we both love it that way. Ask me more. If you just say that. That's all you need. You don't need cuckold, the word cuckolding because she's going to go and Google it and see exactly what the fuck you just talked about. <laughs> and then start the discussion, like I said earlier, ditch, shelve the fantasy part of it and talk about the relationship benefits. If guys can do that, oh my God, we would have so many more women who are open to this. Oh my God. Yes. No. That is gold right there. What you just said, that is perfect. You're right. There are profiles. I mean, let's face it. You and I, I'm sure, have looked at more profiles than we care to admit. And over, (laughs) right? And I love, men, I love you guys, but your profiles in general over, I don't care what dynamic you're into, they usually suck. because There are some good ones out there, but man, there's a lot that need work. Yeah. But there's, but I would say 95% of them need work. And that's the one of the biggest stumbling blocks I experience in general. You know, it's just like, you look at this profile and you're like, I don't really, I can't tell what this guy wants or what he's after. I don't know if he'd be a good match. It looks like he didn't put much time, effort and work into this. And that that's a direct representation of how he's going to see me. And the photos the fuck the guys cannot take pictures properly they just cannot they don't pay any attention to the background the fucking bathroom selfie mirror is dirty they've got fucking 
Cubes. <laughs> it's awful. Toilet seats. I don't want to see a toilet seat. <laughs> I don't want to see a toilet. Another really great piece <laughs> of like, advice for the guys out there. And I hope you all take my advice on this one. Okay. I actually got this from a gentleman who's in my program. He had great pictures and I commented to him about that, that he'd sent me great pictures. And he was like, you know what? I use this website and I don't remember the name of it. It's like rate my pick or something like that, where you put your pictures on there. I'm talking about vanilla pictures and people will comment and tell you what they like or don't like about it. And you get feedback, valuable feedback. So if you're looking to have like a very professional looking photo, you can put that on there and say, I'm looking, you know, this is for my resume or something like that. And people will be able to give you feedback. And so that's what he did. He put these pictures on there and he chose the ones that the women thought were really good. And I'm like, oh, that's smart. Fuck guys, you need to do this because these weird ass pictures of you making strange faces like you're a killer or I'm looking straight up your fucking nostrils. Are or you're so- flipping or you're flipping off the camera. What is that? It's bizarre. So just get some help with the website, whatever the fuck it's called. I know. <laughs> I, it's not called Am I Hot or Not, is it? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Because I know there's like, I mean, there's like websites out there. You can rate your, rate my pussy. Am I hot okay, or not? It's not like that. It's not. Okay. So I'm talking okay, about so professional this, stuff. This is, okay. 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 Yeah. All right. Gotcha. It's not one of those like, all right. I wasn't sure. Okay. Now I want some, because I like to be titillated too, just, just as much as my listeners. Okay. So I would love one of your favorite experiences in this dynamic and just like what made it so hot. And I want all the details. Oh, okay. Let's have a good story. Story time. <laughs> okay. Okay. I have a couple of them, but okay. So I like to fuck with football players. Okay. The athletes are my type. I, I, mm. <laughs> they're good. <laughs> Hold on. What is it with these? Me too. What is it with these athletes, Venus? These fucking like, they perform on this high level. There's like so much testosterone running through them and they want it like, they want you to put their cock in a cage. And I'm like, <laughs> your body is like a work of art. You perform at this high level and you want me, little old me, to have all that power over you. That's yes. hot. That is Thank hot. You. That is hot. But oh, I fuck with them as in bulls. <laughs> oh, okay. I find the athletes that are want to be cocked. And I'm like, I think that's hot too, honestly. Oh my God. There's nothing sexier than a guy with the most beautiful sculpted body in a chastity cage. There's something so fucking erotic about that. I'm like, that's pleasing uh, for me. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I love the eye candy. Yes. (laughs) But I was uh, fucking with this guy who played football professionally. And he invited me to, this was, he, he travels all over the place to play, right? He invited me to where he was playing in a different province up here in Canada. And so I, I spent a weekend out there with him, but his roommate was his teammate. <laughs> and so <laughs> I fucked with them both <laughs> the whole weekend and it was great. Like it was amazing. And I went to go watch them play and it was just such a bizarre experience. It was because I was sitting there watching them going, I just fucked both of them today. Like, oh my God. <laughs> like I had their dicks in me. And Oh, and these guys are beautiful. Like, and I, I fuck with black guys because I just think they're beautiful fucking human beings. I love them. 
and so so sexy the voice is deep the like the way they've got that like american swagger thing confidence going on i'm just like fuck me now just fuck me right now okay <laughs> so that weekend was incredible memorable to the max and wait did you have a cuck that you got to tease with all this stuff no I was single at the time I know what a shame what a fucking shame (laughs) so if you would have had a cuck in that scenario like how would you have like just fucked with his cuck angst like how would you have put it on a level 10 with that scenario like what let's rewrite this story a little bit like what would you have done? Well, one of them is definitely into this kind of lifestyle. He really enjoys that role of being a bull. And um, he would like actually tell me, be like, call up your cuck right now as he's about to like, like slide into my pussy. <laughs> That's when that when you're size queen, you have a big dick sliding in your pussy. And the for the first time, that is when your eyes fucking roll back. You lose your breath. Like and being all the noises you're making, they're very guttural and carnal. And <laughs> yes. yeah. And when you're on the phone with somebody and they're listening to that, oh, hot as fuck. <laughs> oh, I, totally, totally. So would you ever have the cuck in the room or does he always have to be just somewhere else like listening? I've had a lot of long distance relationships. So having somebody in the room has not been like super common. I have done it. It is fun. But I'm so used to coming up with other creative ideas. Like the listening part for me is super sexy because he can't see. He has to imagine, which just amps it up. (laughs) He can only hear things. And then I get to fuck with him by saying things. And like my bull gets to fuck with him by saying things too. It's just, it's exciting. Like what? Like what? I want to know. I want the details. (laughs) Oh, just like, okay. Talking about like. The amping up the size queen part of it kind of thing is always a hot fucking thing. But the him like, oh God, like when when he makes me say something like, oh God, I can't remember right now, but like he makes me say things while we're fucking that I'm just like, oh my God, <laughs> not used to saying. <laughs> so like, like so you're giggling. I'm just like, <laughs> God, I can't remember how to do something like daddy or, oh, no, no, like like something about black dick or something like that, like amping up the race play part and like stuff that I would not normally be talking about during sex, but he's making me say it and either filming it or on the phone. That is just so fun. (laughs) Yes. I bet you also run across to the, there's probably some really guys that are great and respectful at being a good bull. And then there's probably guy other guys that don't really maybe get it. I, it yeah. I haven't had any it. like super bad experiences with guys who don't understand it. Either they they're into it or they're not. And if they're not into it, that's okay. As long as they are okay with my, the dynamic that I'm interested in and my lifestyle I'm cool with that. You don't have to be, you know, level 10 bull (laughs) to fuck with me. But the guys who are really into it, oh, they can just, they can be a lot of fun. They, because they understand it. They understand that little game, you know? Yes. Yeah. And then I, I I might've already asked you, um, but just, I guess since you're talking to a lot of cucks and, or people, you know, potential cucks in, in your matchmaking system, 
I guess, what are some of the favorite ways that these you see most commonly represented where the guys want you to tap into their cuck angst? Like, give me just like the top three things that you know most guys that want to be cuckolded like. Okay, most guys. So we're not saying all of them, but just, you know, like there's common threads. Yeah. So it is the tease, the lead up to an, an experience. So if I know I'm... Because in two weeks from now, I'm going to go see this guy in Seattle and it's going to be probably the best sex of my life. And oh. according to my girlfriend, who's already fucked him. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. She was, sharing is sharing. Oh, it absolutely is. It is. And she she was like, oh, my God, you're going to meet him. And she's like, oh, you girl, you better get ready. I'm like, do I need to do the pussy stretching exercises or something? <laughs> I'm like, I'm what is that? What like, is that? Yeah, like I need to stretch or something. I need to do some pussy yoga or something like that. I don't know. I need to have a pussy pep talk. I know that because <laughs> he's big. <laughs> yes. Let me just apologize to my pussy ahead of time. Oh yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> to my pussy. Because <laughs> I don't know if you're. It's gonna like beg for more or want forgiveness. Yes. <laughs> If you don't need a an ice pack after you fuck the guy, then it has not been great. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I know. I've had some of those. Oh, let me tell you. Boy, you couldn't even like, I couldn't ride in the car the next day. Like sitting down was like, yeah, not comfortable. <laughs> yeah. But it's the lead up to those kind of like fun things that I think cucks get really excited about. There's also this thing about like helping getting you ready. For things. Cucks are obsessed about this. So either like buying you lingerie or paying for your drinks when you're out with your bowl or something like helping you like to get prepared that I think really feeds into their angsty fun bit of it. The lead up part of it. That is commonplace. All cucks are definitely into that. And then that was so, so like when then what's like the third thing? Right. Okay, so oh, text messages, videos, or voice clips that you send them, it drives them wild every single cuck ever. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do, you, do you kind of like tease them a little bit? Like, you you know, it's like, okay, this is all you get. And then you cut them off. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Or I'll just like oh. send it to him out of the fucking blue when he's at work. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Knowing that he's just like, no, oh, yeah, no God warning. Damn. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I love that. No, I know. I love that. I love to tease. That's, yeah. oh my God, that's so much fun. Like, I really feel like that's a, that's a feminine trait. Like, I just feel like we just, we, we love to turn men. I mean, I love to turn men on. I love to entice them. I love to, I love to get them to a certain point and then, you know, drop them, you know, I mean, not, you know, just like, Tease, 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 and then that's all you get, you know. And then maybe there'll be some more later. And just like, oh, you know, I want them. I want them to have that cliffhanger feeling, like what's what's happening. You know, that's the power we have as women. That I think that most women don't realize you have that ability, that power. And so once you kind of tapped into that, you're like, holy fuck, I have this this amazing kind of power. I can make this guy melt. I can, in front of me. I can make him melt just by maybe one word a look, a text message, whatever it is, that's going to make him melt in absolute pure fucking cuck joy. <laughs> cuck joy. What could be better than that? Okay. So tell everybody where they can find you. 
Yeah. So the the podcast is called the Venus Cuckoldress Podcast. It's on all the podcast apps. So you'll be able to find it everywhere. VenusCuckoldress.com is where you can find everything about me. And then VenusConnections.com, that is where you can learn about the matchmaking service. So I've just added on female-led relationships as well. So those are monogamous, where there's a lot of female leadership involved. So two different kinds, cuckolding and, and FLR relationships that you can you can do. So venusconnections.com. I'm on Twitter. Who knows? I think it's fucking nose diving <laughs> into some weird ass place, but I'm on Twitter. It, my handle is at cuckoldressb. Yes. Well, we'll put, in case you may missed all that, I will put all of that in my show notes. So guys, you can, it'll make it really easy for you to click through and find Venus. And you guys are in for a treat because she also has a promo code for everybody. It's Curious Girl. And that's for 15% off a discount on any basic membership until September 1st. So you definitely want to go and take advantage of that. If this is your lane, you want to learn more about cuckolding, female-led relationships, uh, or, you know, any of her matchmaking get in there. She's a wealth of knowledge. I'm always sending people to you, Venus, because I'm like, I, I am not the foremost authority on this, but I know someone that would really be able to help. And so I'm always directing people over to you. So this discount is so generous. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for, thank you for having me on the show. Yes. Okay. Well, let me just sign off here and then we're going to go over, wait, hang on, hang tight. We're going to jump over to the private podcast side and do some overtime. We're going to get in just a little bit deeper, but thank you guys so much for listening today. You know what my favorite thing for you to do is I love your feedback. I love hearing from you. You can leave me a voicemail, super easy to do. Just go to the curiouscrolldiaries.com, click on the pink tab on the right hand side and you have five minutes. Let it rip. I get back to everybody personally. We can talk about anything and everything that you want. And I just love, love, love your feedback. All right, everyone. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe. Love you guys. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend and make sure you're following me on social media. Also go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com and join my subscribers only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com.